Hi everyone and welcome back to the Smoke Pit. We got myself and got Mike here. And so today we want to talk a little bit about ourselves and uh, possibly some other things and some other things and some other things. <laughs> All right, now that the officers aren't listening anymore, <laughs> we're going to talk about hookers exactly. and drugs, sure. tattoos, oh, of course. Uh, stolen valor. Oh, yeah, I know you want to hit on that earlier. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, my big thing is obviously this is the inaugural podcast, so I wanted people to kind of get a, a reason why they want to listen to us. So the light's on me. I'm going to start sweating, so let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I've been I've been running Pop Smoke for for a few years now. We've we've gotten kind of popular, and so a lot of people have been asking us about a podcast, and so we finally started uh, to start one. And so I think the the main purpose behind it is just so that way we can kind of discuss things that are on our minds and go more into depth than you can with just like a simple post or a meme or something, sure, yeah. and get feedback from the audience, hear what you guys have to think, bring cool guests on, mm -hmm. you know, possibly some loose women. You know. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even more importantly, you know, possibly get some uh, alcohol company to sponsor us. Hint, uh, hint, I'm, everybody. I'm looking at you, Justice Label Whiskey. Ooh. I'm looking at you. No, they, they they were great. They um, they they had us come out and uh, judge a beer contest that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they were pretty good to us. But yeah, so we got we got Veterans Day coming up, and I every Veterans Day I get hundreds of messages of you know somebody in some fucked up piece of uniform or you know some out of reg something or torn you know BDU jacket or something. Right. And it's always uh, roast this stolen valor fuck or make him <laughs> famous or put him on blast. Yeah. And I have never done it. <laughs> the fridge uh, is the, the part of this now. Yeah, the mini fridge and the uh, and the sound booth. <laughs> Our executive producer is supposed to take care of that. But I personally think he's on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like well, him I, as a human being and, and as a producer, really. I think he's not on the right drugs. <laughs> right, I think yeah. if he was on the right drugs, he might be more bearable. He's on the knockoff crack. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, that that being said, I'm gonna have a sip of this generic beer because he specifically told us not to. Fun police as well as shitty producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's over there with a uh, uh, taser to <laughs> make sure we don't get off off target. <laughs> I really wish he had a camera frame over there. He's just know, like yeah. furiously masturbating. Like he is fully erect. Like yeah. very deep eye contact. I've never seen anything like it. So big, <laughs> yet so small. <laughs> just so much hair. Oh, I don't like it at all. It's like a roll of quarters. <laughs> I mean, just angry. Ugh. Yeah. So that that being said, um, so how, how how do you feel about you know all these these uh, these people who go around fucking Applebee's or um, and if you if you get pissed by that, you can beep out the name later. And of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, he's humping the ground. I mean, he's I making like, so much noise. <laughs> I feel like. Every single topic is going to be stopped by our producer <laughs> being an absolute goon. <laughs> and I'm so excited for the show to go in this direction. Yeah. Um, no, man, uh, obviously, to answer your question, uh, I remember when I was a young boot, like a couple months ago or whatever, uh, yeah. it would, Stone Valley would obviously piss me off, like to the point, it's like, you know, fucking hang them, all that dumb shit. But if you look at videos now, Stone Valor, it's usually people, usually, usually it's some cucks, like, trying to get, you know, monetary gain or something, but usually it's, like, mentally disturbed people, yeah. or just, like, people who throw on something, they don't know what they're doing, so it's hard for me to get angry about it now. Um, I had a, actually have a story about Stone Valor. Uh, I'm going to wave top it because I was very intoxicated. Um, it may not even happen. <laughs> um, I, I went back home. Uh, I was just high on peyote. Yeah, just yeah. blasted. <laughs> you know, Christmas. Yeah. Um, I went home uh, on leave. As, as one would do on Christmas. Right. Home, get Christmas high on peyote. Right, yeah. 
uh, I went home on leave and uh, I'd been in for like two years. So I was still pretty much a boot and uh, uh, we're out at some bar and some guy, this was 2010-ish, 2011, and some guy who worked for my buddy from high school came up to me and he's like, oh, this is my buddy Mike, he's home from the Navy, and as soon as he grabbed my hand, I, he didn't even tell me his name, he goes, he goes, hey, I was Army, I pulled my buddies out of Humvee in Iraq, and so I was like, oh, wow, you, he, went, you, he went right in with that. No name, no, no rank, no job, nothing, I was Army, pulled my buddies out of Humvee in he, Iraq. He just like immediately devolved, so like, probably one of the most intimate moments of so, his entire life. So for I responded because I'm hilarious on the spot. Yeah. I go, well, were they sleeping? <laughs> Why are you pulling your buddies out of a home view? And um, he didn't think that was funny because, you know, I'm supposed to respect his made up story. Yeah. And uh, so I go, but then I kind of scaled back and in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe this guy legitimately, you know, had the worst experience of his life. And that was just the first thing out of his mouth because he never met another service member in the small town. Either that or he was just like, man, this guy is really hot. Yeah, he was sure. like trying no, to impress no. you. Again, yeah. <laughs> fully erect, mind you. Yeah. Um, so then I go, oh, okay, man. Well, and I just said the generic, you know, thank you for your sacrifice. And uh, I shook his hand. I kind of fucked off. And I went about, you know, being my normal, hilarious, drunken self. You've all seen it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't, just wait like 45 seconds. <laughs> Give me 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I'm I'm doing bar stuff with my buddies, and this guy is just mean mugging me like across the bar the entire night to the point that one of my chillest friends was like, "You got a fucking problem?" Like it was that noticeable. And Damn, then, so like your homeboy who's like usually chill, like he even super had chill, his, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was baked out of his mind. He still knows. <laughs> he had no situation. With this. Yeah, he, he had no idea what was going on. All he right. wanted, all he knew, is that he wanted nachos and somebody was mean mugging you. Exactly. <laughs> and so this guy, man, he, uh, yeah. So then. He can't, he come up to me and he's like, so like, so like, what's your story? I didn't have one yet. I didn't really deploy. I didn't do anything. And uh, I was like, well, I graduated SOI. No big deal. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, I done the same. I was like, I don't have a story. What are you talking about? He's like, it's like, you haven't deployed. And I was like, no. He's like, you going to? I was like, I assume so. I don't know. He's like, well, you're yeah. Navy. So, you know, Navy ship, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm FMF. I'm with the Marines. And he's like, well, are you infantry? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like. Okay, okay. And he was, like, feeling me out, and yeah. he's not even asking questions about, like... Because I always feel like there's this, like, weird ritual whenever you meet another veteran. It's, like, two dogs sniffing each other's asshole. For sure. You know, and you have to be like, so where'd you go to boot camp? Oh, yeah, what was your MOS? How long you were you in? Where are you stationed? Right. And then, like, once you feel comfortable enough with, like, your vetting questions... Right. Then you start to fuck. <laughs> it always ends in doggy yeah. style. All my stories do. Yeah. Um, the chair is really squeaky. So it's super squeaky. Yeah. Again, our producer, a pile of dog shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with this, this, we have six chairs that go with this table. And you had to pick this one. You hear that? Yeah. You like that? You like what you hear? Um, yeah, so this guy's like, just like you said, he's vetting me, asking all these generic questions, trying to figure me out. And then uh, I kind of asked him, I was like, hey, man, like, where were you in Iraq? I assumed Iraq. And I was like, where were you in Iraq? Did you pull your buddies out? And he's like, oh, I was, I was near Baghdad. I was like, well, what part? Like, exactly. It, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Calm down, What Dan. part of Jamaica you, you weren't, from? You weren't there, Dan. Right, you don't know. right near the beach. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, I just made a meme about this, too. And it was just, like, stolen dollar fucks or something. In fact, be like, and they had, like, a G-Watt service hat. And it's like, if I wasn't a war hero, then why would I wear this hat? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have any of the, uh, the douchey clothing on, so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have guessed it. But, um, well, because he, like, he, he led right with that. Like, he hey, how are you? Like, I pulled all my burning buddies out of the... Yeah, no, he went for broke on his first handshake. Yeah. 
And then he's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know why you're trying to figure it out. And I was like, look, man, if that really happened to you, I'm really sorry. And like, obviously you need help because you bring it up to strangers and nobody wants to hear about it in the civilian sector. Yeah, Even in the military trying sector. to get bombed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm home in Indiana, the greatest state there is. Shout out Indiana. And, uh, Florida. <laughs> Florida. Uh, I can Florida smell, is I can a Grand smell, Theft Auto I can server. smell Florida from here. <laughs> you know, growing up in Florida really prepared me for Iraq and Afghanistan. That's fair. I actually feel like there were less attempts on my life yeah. in Iraq and Afghanistan <laughs> Then there were going up in Florida. You got crackheads, meth heads, and if yeah. you don't know the difference between the two, then you need to bow out the conversation right now because yeah, there yeah. is a difference in how you approach them and how you run from them, and more specifically, how you fight them. Do not fight a crackhead the same way you fight a meth head. They teach us how to run from uh, riptides, how to, or how to swim out of riptides, how to escape quicksand, how to run from alligators. Right. This is the kind of shit they teach you in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like grade one shit. Um, okay. <laughs> I like anytime bringing Florida around Dan, he's gonna go on a Florida rant, and it's the greatest thing ever. Um, so back to the story. Uh, <laughs> it's almost over, but it's taking so long. Uh, yeah, this guy, he just keeps like, I'm trying to figure out. I'm just like, hey man, whatever, fuck off. Like, I don't even like this guy. But then my buddy, uh, who he works for, was like, hey, let's go back to my garage, play beer pong, because it's Indiana, we don't have electricity, and that's all we got. Yeah. And, uh, did he, you, know, do you invite the guy? Yeah, yeah. That was my buddy's friend. Oh, okay. So he had to go, I guess. And so we're in his garage playing beer pong, having a great old time. And then that fucking stolen bar dude fucks off and he goes inside. And he comes out like 10 minutes later and he has a 9 mil tucked into his back. Oh, waist. Jesus. So, I know. How do you think I feel? I fucking lived it. Yeah. And um, he has it tucked into his fucking back pants. And he and there's like a couch in the garage. I'm sitting on the couch watching the game go on. And this guy stands right in front of me, like literally perching it, like doing the, the Kim K, like with his nine mil. Like, yeah. you see him? You see, you see him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking, I got heat, son. And I'm like, I was like, nice gun, bro. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah. What? And he just like gaffed it off. Like, oh, he noticed, you know. And uh, then my chill buddy again was like, you got a fucking problem. Like my buddy's getting riled up. At this like, point, he's going to get you shot. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure you couldn't shoot. But, um. He's like, you had a fucking problem. The producer, it probably was, because our producer is a pile of garbage. (laughs) And he specifically told us, make sure our phones were on on silent. Uh, We love you. (laughs) Um, He, uh, yeah. So he's fucking, he's flashing his piece in front of me, being all fucking G hood, and uh, finally he goes inside, and I'm like. I'm going to go in and talk to this guy. Like, no crowd, no bullshit. Yeah. I go inside. He's sitting at the table. And he's like, he's like it looks like he's about to clean his gun. Which, oh, my God. I know. I know. I don't know what he was doing. He had it. He had the mag out. But yeah. I don't know what he was going to do. But I was like, okay, the douchiest thing you can do. And so I sit down in front of him. I'm like, look, man. I was like, obviously, you've experienced some traumatic shit. I'm really sorry. I was like, I hope you get the help you need. Like, yeah. obviously, this is messing with you. I don't mean to be a threat. Like, we're brothers in arms, man. Like, anything you need, I got you. Yeah. And he's like, I just, I don't know why people, people like you. And I was like, why people like me? This is about me now? Look the fuck. And then. Did he, it be like, did you show him the gun? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you tell him your war stories? I feel like nobody saw your gun. Yeah. You should have done a fucking curtsy. Did, and, did uh, you tell everybody about your dead friends when you first met him? Like, yeah, exactly. You should have led with that. You, you know? checked like, all the insane boxes. Yeah. And uh, so, so now at this point, this guy is like starting to well up and like sniffle. Like this guy is crying on me in this yeah. kitchen table in the darkness. And I'm like, hey man, I was like, look. I feel like some Kenny Loggins should be playing, or oh, Kenny sure. G in the background. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Highway to the Danger Zone would be more appropriate. <laughs> Two very different moods. And yeah. Like, and so. Wow, 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 versus ba 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 bow, bow. <laughs> Two very different moods. <laughs> Both end in hand jays. And, and doggy style. And, 
So, yeah, so this guy is welling up, about to cry, and I'm not even calling him out. I am just talking to him. Yeah. And you can tell that war story's worked on every single person he's ever told it to, and I'm the only one who just, I didn't call him out, I just go, cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so he's about to cry, it's this whole thing, and so finally I go, look, man, we're brothers. Well, I was, I was drunk, I was being sentimental. You know how it goes. And uh, I was like, we're brothers. Anything you need, I got you. I was like, you've obviously experienced some stuff. Get the help you need. I was like, they're not going to understand our pain, so yeah. you, should put, you should stop putting it on them. And he's like, you're right, man, you're right. And he, he starts crying, like weeping openly. And then he goes upstairs and he goes to bed. So I literally put this guy to bed. So then I go out and I'm, I'm like flustered and all my friends are like standing around the beer pong table like, did you kick his ass? Like, what? I was like, no. They're like, oh, we thought we, you went in there to fuck him up. I was like, no, not at all. And then I went to my buddy who hired him yeah. and I was like, I was like, what's that guy's deal? He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like a chronic liar. <laughs> so he knew, but he just decided, uh, this guy decided this time that since his military buddy's coming home, he decided to steal valor for this particular lie. Okay. So that was my so like one. last week. It was like a fireman, like right, yeah, yeah. That, like a trapeze accident. Or yeah, something. he's he's like a he's like a stripper who lies a lot. <laughs> he just changes characters. Yeah, because like I I know this guy who um he he was in our platoon our first deployment. Our first deployment was pretty kinetic. Um, you know, we did some really big ops, and mm-hmm. um, then after that, like he just went went fucking ape shit and uh, went UA un- unauthorized absence or AWOL and just fucking like disappeared and so he missed out on the next deployment and a few years later like i'm a combat instructor up in quantico and i get a a fucking phone call from some second lieutenant lawyer and was like yeah um lance corporal so-and-so just got arrested for being ua or whatever like his dad dropped him off at the front gate and was like no son of mine he's gonna be like a coward or whatever i was like that g move by the dad for sure for sure i think his dad was like a non-vet or something i I might be mistaken but Either way, he was a fucking badass. Yeah, I could like it. Yeah. yeah, and so like the thing was to say like they 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 wanted me to be like a character witness, and so like the idea was is that he had bad PTSD from our first deployment, and mm-hmm. that's why he didn't want to go on the second one. Which I get because Fair. like yeah. my second deployment, like the very first patrol, was like one of the scariest moments of my life because when you're like a boot, you know, like you don't really understand what like pain and death is. You know, like you sure. may have like lost people, but like. When you're like you're a fucking a, a young buck on your first deployment, you don't you don't really have the concept, you know. Mm-hmm. But then like the second time around, like you know what the fucking happened. So like my very first like leaders recon, it was like a thirty minute long fucking. <laughs> hey, so there's the fucking mosque. There's the cow field. Yeah. Like there's Muhammad. Like he's got the fucking Haji DVDs. You know, <laughs> like my heart's fucking beating like this. You know, just fucking boom, like like a fucking cartoonish right. rapid heartbeat. It's like, I get it. Like, I understand, like, you know, some people didn't want to go back to the shit, and I get it. But, like, not only did he go UA, but then he went home and, like, fucking lied about how, like, the government made him kill all these kids, and he had all this bad PTSD, and that's why he didn't want to go back, and they gave him the fucking key to the city, and it was, like, some small fucking... What? Some small fucking West Virginia or Kentucky town. But they ran out of gate. Yeah, and... God, I can't do this. Yeah, just like a large cartoonish tin fucking, right. you know. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they probably put the fucking town in debt. They're very, very tight shoestring budget. Exactly. <laughs> like, do we spend the monies on paternity tests or <laughs> on education? Yeah. Directly linked. God. <laughs> and so, incest prevention or... <laughs> 
races. The only incest prevention in those towns is not having siblings. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And so, and then after that, like, he got up there and he was fucking crying in front of the judge and all Jesus. this shit. And like, yeah, okay, like, okay, whatever, I got. Have you seen my key? <laughs> yeah, he fucking, you know, he, he did his time, you know, he got fucking processed out. And he hits me up every once in a while. And it's just like, how, how do I feel about this? Because, like, yeah, like, he did stack body with us the first deployment. That's what's up. But, but then he, like, really discredited himself the second time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard you say this before. The thing that bugs you about that is... Um, Obviously, if somebody has, you know, mental trauma, that's a very real thing. Yeah. It, you either experience it yourself or you see somebody who has it, and it's horrible. Um, but then you have those who are like, you know, disgruntled, PTSD, but I'm still a warrior. It's like you can't slay the dragon and be scared of the dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've heard you talk about that before, and it's it's true. Like, like the guys that are like, I have the I'm comfortable with violence t-shirts, but right. then the signs that say, please be cautious. Yeah, don't fucking... do fireworks around me. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you have legit problems, and I know tons of people that do, they don't talk about it, and they try and get treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Of course. Like, you're either still a fucking pipe hitter. Sure. Or you're not, and you're retired. Because, mm -hmm. like, nobody's going to take away from, like, a, a fucking linebacker right. who doesn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you did your time. Like, we get it. Like, you're retired now. You're not as young as you used to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from anything that you've done. But, like, you can't have, like, dudes that are just, like, at, like you're saying, like, you know, they, you can't, like, act like you're still 100% committed, like you're still an active duty, exactly. you know, warrior or whatever, but then at the same time, like, ask for special treatment and consideration. Agreed. Agreed you know? a thousand percent. So, and that, that kind of, and that's what kind of gets me, is, like, you go to... Um, you know, you go to these places like Applebee's or Denny's or whatever that is. <laughs> I like you keep citing Applebee's. <laughs> I've... I've I've had some good encounters in Applebee's. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, there's several chubby waitresses <laughs> that. No, I'm kidding. Never bang fatties. Mm. Which I know is hypocritical because I'm a bit chubby. Is that your but, PSA for the day? Yeah. Don't pretty bang much. Fatties. My PSA is bang fatties. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and balanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you go to one of these places and then, like, you know, yeah, it's. You have civilians there, and, like, they, they don't give a shit. You know, all they want to do is just, like, shake your hand, fucking buy you a Coke or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just feel good that they thanked a veteran. Exactly. And they go on their fucking life, exactly. you know. Like, your patriotism is going to pay their mortgage. Right, right. You know, like, people are like, oh, I wrote a blank check. I'm like, okay, well, who cashed it? Right, right. You know, like. Where's that money? Yeah, like, you know, who's, whose bills are being paid by that, you yeah. know, like, besides. <laughs> I immediately regret that decision. <laughs> That will be edited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure, hey producer. All right, I, I know you're taking, you know, you're taking notes right now. Please. And by notes, you mean dicks in his butt. Yeah. Like not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but no, it's like distracting him from his work. <laughs> yeah. What it be when the amount of dicks in your ass yeah. distracts you from your job? When your hobby becomes your passion. <laughs> yeah. That's when it becomes an issue. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, the people they, they don't they don't give a shit. And I and I own a business where like I, I only hire vets and their family members and. You know, and I advertise pretty hard on that because, you know, that's, that's one of the things I'm passionate about is helping vets find employment. And, you know, people will hire me for that, but they don't, they, they want to see like the waving flag and the salute, right. but they don't want to hear the fucking gritty details behind it. Of course you know what not. I mean? no. to, in a civilian's mind, everyone is a war hero. Exactly. And yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Because like, I would rather have that than post-Vietnam veteran treatment. Agreed. Agreed. A thousand percent. And so you have like these people that they would rather just die face down in the mud with their sol quiet soldierly virtue mm -hmm. than, you know, demand any sort of compensation or acknowledgement for what they've done. And honestly, I feel like those people are as much as a threat to the, you know, the, the veteran community as the people who go out of, of their way to lie about their service. Of course. Because it's like, all right, I get it. You don't want recognition. 
but at the same time, it's like you don't get to decide how every veteran is treated, how every veteran veteran is representative. I agree. I don't get to decide that. You don't get to decide that. Mm-hmm. They don't get to decide that. Nobody gets to decide that. Mm-hmm. We as a collective can voice our opinion, and that's all we can do. And then however that is interpreted by the civilian population, how they choose to treat us mm-hmm. is one thing. Because, you know, it could be that quick. You know, like we have people still alive today who – you know, we're in the greatest generation, ticker yep. tape parades and all that stuff. And then you have people who are alive today that got, you know, experienced the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the shame and ridicule of coming home from an unpopular war. Yeah. Like you have both of these people, you know, and granted, you know, the World War II vets are, are, are passing all, all along now. But, you know, we have people who are alive that, you know, witness this. Yeah. And, you know, the World War II generation didn't exactly stick up for the Vietnam veterans. No, not even a little bit. You know, it's like they got their warm welcome and then they're like, okay, well, you guys do you. And so, like, you know, we're, we're in this generation now where you have these veterans who, you know, they, they get mad at people for being proud of their service. Yeah. And there's a difference between, like, I served, I'm proud of what I did, and look at me, give me attention. Right, right. And there's a big difference. And where veterans can't distinguish is they don't know how to tell the difference between that. And they treat everybody with the same disdain that they would have treated a subordinate with while they're active duty. Yeah. And you can't treat people that way. Agreed. Agreed a thousand percent. You know, you can't treat, you know, veterans and other people that you meet, like some, you know, booth that just checked in your unit. And I've said this once and I've said a thousand times. Like, imagine if you're just walking around, you know, some retail store and the assistant manager comes up and just night hands, you know, one of one of their retail associates is like, your name tag is a quarter of an inch off center, right. you piece of shit, you <laughs> fucking, you know, like, whatever. And like, you imagine that, like, that person get fired, they probably get sued, you know, be a huge controversy. <laughs> I'd you shop know. there more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I would. I mean, like, we're here for the entertainment. I'm all about it. You know, like, <laughs> but, you know, the, the average, you know, population would be outraged yeah. versus we're like, I, I don't know how it is in, in the other branches, but like, Motherfuckers try to get personal with that shit. Oh, of course. Like you have like a little fucking uh, a little thread coming out of your camis, yeah. and fuck around and see like like have an E two locking on and uh, being locked on by an E three. You have some E three screaming at a fucking E two, top of his lungs. Like, you piece of shit, Marines didn't fucking die on Iwo Jima, so you could disgrace the fucking legacy of the uniform. Yeah. Like your fucking parents be a fucking shame. I swear to God, I'm gonna fight your mom. You know, like, oh, for sure. they get yeah, fucking yeah. personal with that yeah. shit, and it's just like really, bro. Like it's just a thread. Like. Yeah. I mean, granted, at the same I don't time, even know you. <laughs> yeah, like you're not even my unit. Yeah, like, exactly. And because you're, you're not, because I'm not a lance corporal uh, of motor T. I'm a lance corporal of Marines. I'm a corporal right, of right, Marines. Right, I'm right. Like, okay, Pogue, like you know, chill out. <laughs> uh, they, and I then you, you, <laughs> and you have to hope that one of your NCOs is there to like, sh- you know, fucking yeah. shoo him away. Like, yeah. ah, you get out of here, you dirty Pogue. Like, <laughs> back to your barracks. <laughs> And he runs off. But yeah, like, can you imagine that? Like, you show up to work, you have like a little thread, and somebody's like, you know, fucking, you know, people didn't fucking die in the Armenian yeah. genocide, so you can fucking right, disrespect, right. like, it, like, and people people don't realize that, like, you can't you can't treat people that way, and everyone's so fucking proud of their DD two fourteen, but then they don't want to stop acting like they were when they were on active duty. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, it's it's always the first one back when Facebook was bigger than it is now. Now it's kind of for old people, but whatever. <laughs> Um, like people would get out and the first thing post on Facebook is DD214 usually smoking a joint something like that yeah. and then the next day like upload a picture of them in dressed uniform you know what I mean like it's so quick how 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 much they miss the culture and they, they miss being in but they're so quick to bash it like and yeah. I hate that like just pick a side yeah I get that the the day that I got out I um I um I built a blanket fort out of my poncho liners in my living room and I was 
watching Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> and so... Fully erect. Yeah, my, my whore ex-wife came home <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> uh, the dirtiest whore. <laughs> you whore. Yeah. <laughs> and and we'll we'll say that it was uh, it was her who took the picture and it wasn't me who staged the photo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, just like a picture of me in a little blanket fort made out of poncho liners watching Full Metal Jacket, and it's just like you realize that your entire life has changed. Yeah. And so that's uh, I think that's something that we should all meditate. Where whether you're still active duty, or you know whether you're about to get out, or whether you have gotten out, or whatever the case is, just kind of that transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that'd be a good. Uh, feedback for our listeners to let us know what they think and we can segue that into another episode absolutely absolutely so that's all our time gents our executive producer just uh, ejaculated into his own mouth and that's that's, <laughs> that's our that's red the high sign yeah <laughs> when he yeah. finishes we finish yeah you know most units be like a red star cluster or something you know like that that ends yeah the the limited advance or whatever the case is um, when he fired that white star cluster into his own ocular socket yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, that's and he wasn't even aware an eye pro. No. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think he meant to do it either. Article just, fifteen, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm Dan. This is Mike. Thanks so, for tuning in the smoke pit. Yeah, man. Smokers and jokers, pop smoke nation. Tell your friends and stay frosty.